Welcome to Show on the Go. It's your boy Roscoe Squeeze Off coming to you. I am without Rich Blackman and Edie Savage today, but just want to touch base with you on a certain topic. Um, my topic is the U.S. Postal Service, USPS. So, you know, they were looking for the little bailout, and I know they got like $25 billion that they were supposed to get $25 billion that the House is passing an infrastructure bill. To help them get like, you know, some e-vehicles and facility updates and things of that nature. But they say they're struggling. You know, they may not be able to make it. And yes, a lot of people don't mail a lot of stuff anymore. Um, when you think about it, people send emails, they send texts. You know, you know, once upon a time, when you were a little kid in classes before many of you guys' time, you would have a pen pal. Your school would actually use it as a teaching tool to have a pen pal. You would write you know, a complete stranger or somebody you knew from a, from a different school district or a different part of the world or anything. But people don't send a lot of mail. Mail has become like the snail mail because you have so many instant ways of communication, social media, what have you. Um, and then you also have a lot of competition. You got UPS, you got FedEx, you got DHL, you got all type of carrier services. So the United States Postal Service is hurting. Now, here's one of the big problems, though. You got to have the United States Postal Service. The reason being, if nothing else, is for the upcoming election. If the Postal Service is having a bunch of trouble and they can't get it there on time, and I'm hearing things like you got to mail your election ballots off at least a week in advance to hope that it's time stamped properly. This may be a management issue or a direction issue. All right, first of all, this is just me not knowing a whole lot about the United States Postal Service, so I could be 100% wrong. Let's just put that out there. These are just thoughts that I'm just running through my mind, and I'm pretty sure smarter people have thought about this themselves. First of all, you can't get rid of the United States Postal Service because, one, the election. Two is they go almost everywhere. That's supposed to be like a constitutional right to be able to mail something. So there's like areas like just for example, like in Alaska, I heard a story of where some part of Alaska where uh, no, none of the other uh, package carriers delivered to, but the United States Postal Service goes there because there's no road or anything. So they actually fly there like once a week or twice a week or something and deliver and pick up mail and, and parcels and things of that nature. So as you're right, as an American to be able to mail something, you kind of need the United States Postal Service to make sure that happens, to make sure everybody can vote, uh, you know, because you may have to do mail-in ballots because of coronavirus. And you've always had mail-in ballots because of absentee votes. I used to be in the military a long time ago. I did absentee voting. I wasn't in my state, my home state. I had to vote from wherever I was around around the world. Not just America, pretty much around the world. It's called absentee, absenteeism uh, voting. And you do it via the mail. Now, another thing... I think they should try to do is make it a profitable entity because right now they say they're losing so much money they're struggling people don't buy stamps like they used to listen they need to get competitive with uh ups fedex dhl what have you 
They need to have competitive prices. They need to get that in more drop boxes for you to drop packages. Um, they need to have. I, I think I think it was uh, once upon a time I had a business and I and I would have like a pitney bowl system and it would actually weigh my stuff and it could put you know weigh it and put it in. But the systems that I had in place for UPS and FedEx honestly worked a little better. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It was just easier to use, quicker, faster faster system and i think what happens is you got to run that more like a business instead of a government entity uh if you run that like a business you have more reese you should have more resources being a government entity go ahead compete with those places uh, do the same exact thing they do plus do the mail have the stamps have everything but get on top of the package game packages go non-stop from businesses next day packages go all the time you got to get competitive you have to beat these guys you have to undercut them and if you operate at a small loss for why? I mean, being that you're operating at a loss already, operate at a small loss, make it happen. I know the president actually went off. Uh, he went off on them the other day, the other day uh, Trump, where he was saying that in order to, he didn't want to give them any money and that they needed to, he said it was, he actually called the U.S. United States uh, Postal Service a joke. And he said that they needed to triple their production first before the government would give them anything. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know the full details of what they do. Like I said before, I, you know, full disclosure. But I know as I work in my city here and I see male people, it's a different crew of male people than what I grew up seeing. You know, you used to grow up seeing, oh, you know, people doing it and they took their job serious. And, and I think they had more mail back in the day because more everybody mailed everything. You didn't have email as prevalent as it is now and social media and all that thing. And people will be done by five o'clock. We done, done for the day. Got all the mail delivered. And now, man, I get mail sometimes six, seven o'clock. They be, uh, they be at hours. You know, I know they do Amazon on Sundays only or something. They open solely for Amazon, so they got that money coming from whatever Amazon pays them to deliver stuff. But this is the work ethic has changed. You know, they were known for was it rain, sleet, snow, or hail, and they, and they had all this ethic. They were known for their work ethic. You know, if somebody was a postman or a postwoman. It was like the ultimate respect because you knew they worked through any type of condition. They work hard. They work fast. They make it happen. I don't know if we have that same worth ethic with today. Um, it, at least it doesn't appear that way sometimes when I look at them. And also, I had a, I had a sister that, uh, you know, was doing it, you know, that, that was doing it for a while. She didn't last long. She's too lazy. Too damn lazy. She was running behind schedule, running behind like, oh, this is too much. Up and down these hills, up and down these streets, walking in front of these people. She was always complaining. Where... I have a friend of mine whose mother retired from there just a couple years ago. She made good money by the time she retired. She was an older lady when she retired, about 65, 66. And she always talked about how she never had problems finishing her route. She knocked them out. She knew what she had to do. She attacked it. She had a plan. She finished her plan every day, and it was done. So I don't know how much ethic has to do with what's going on. You got a lot of young people doing it. They, got a lot, they even have a lot of temp jobs with it now, too. I think they, like, temp you in there. Before, like you know, it's not it's not completely permanent now. They kind of like work you out to see how you do it first. They give you a ton of overtime, and people are lazy. You know, I, I see people on cell phones all the time coming through my strap. Like, how you doing? They, they be talking on their phone. They have to take a break. Hold on a second. How you doing? And they go back to talking and stuff. Not to say you can't be on the phone or whatever, but I'm just saying times have changed. People don't look at it. I don't even know if they look at it as a career, the way they looked at it. You know, back in the day, it was known as a career. You know, somebody, oh, they're a post person. Oh, okay. That's like being a police officer. That's like being a firefighter. That's a career. That's that's not a job. That's a career. You stay there for 20, 30 years. You have a great retirement, pension, 
and you can live a, you can live the rest of your life until you pass on till you pass on you can leave some for your kids you can own homes and whole nine yards off of being a postal worker and i don't know if it's looked in the same light right now that might just be my perception you know like i said i'm just roscoe squeeze off giving you my point of view full disclosure i'm not all the way engaged i just seen that it's been in the news lately and want to talk about it and i hope they attack it in a, in a way of you know, like I said, making it a profitable business for you to be losing money. I understand you're losing. If you're depending on solely selling, selling stamps and I understand that they everything they do comes from what they sell by stamps and packages and they fund their own like healthcare care programs straight through what they're doing for the and they have a good health care program for their staff and whole nine yards. But you, if that's the case, then you need to make it like a profitable business. You need to go out here and make this thing happen some kind of way. Um you need to compete with UPS, FedEx, DHL, whatever. You need to get that business. You need to make these pet these next day things. You need to be in businesses. So when businesses are sending next day overnight stuff and packaging, when it says pay for shipping, you need to be. They need to be on everybody's option. The same way when I order from perfect example. Not not trying to give anybody any uh, publicity, but when I order I order parts from Rock Auto from vehicles all the time. You know the options are usually are UPS or FedEx or something to that nature. I'm not sure I even see the, the, the mail as an option. And why is that? Every business, should, that should be an option for every business. Whether they got to hire people to go out there and talk to. Because when I got them, when I had them years ago, I think I had Pitney Bowes was who I got my little uh, machine through. And that's how I mailed some stuff through USPS. It's through Pitney Bowes. But they need to have their own. Hell with it. You need to go out here and market to people. Go to businesses that do delivery. Find out, I mean, that, 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 that offer delivery options. Find out who they are. Make sure you have a USPS uh, station the same way they have FedEx stations and, 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 and uh, UPS stations, things of that nature. And compete. You need to get in the delivery. Delivery market is major. People do so much delivery. And I understand you're doing great with Amazon on the Sundays. I know you do a lot of, I think that's the only reason you're open on Sundays is, is the United States Postal Service. You can do more with them. I mean, Amazon does a ton of business. Need to be on, you need to be on that Walmart. Is trying to really get deep, delve deep to compete with uh, Amazon on the uh, delivery market. You need to get in there heavy because they're going to fall by the wayside, and you're a necessary entity in America. So when by they're falling in the wayside, we're going to end up bailing them out. We're going to have no choice because that's like a. Let me, man, let me. Let me even try to look this up. Um, I. I feel like it's like a constitutional, you know, like a like a need. Like it has to have. I feel like it's a need that America has to have it because of. Let me see. Is it constitutionally, man? I'm looking at it right now. It says Congress is not required to establish post office. It merely has the powers to do so if it chooses to. And it chooses to do so in 1972 when it passed the Postal Service Act. It takes a repeal on the uh, Act of Congress and another Act of Congress not to constitutionally uh, amend amendment. So it's not a constitutional amendment. So it's not a constitutional amendment. But at the same time, Congress has the right to help them out. Now, the reason I say it's kind of like you have to is because... Number one, we're about to do an election. 
And if we got coronavirus on a rampant rate, like, you know, rates that it is right now, if we can't get a control on it because people refuse to do whatever it takes to make it happen or learn about it or whatever, it's no refusing. I'm just saying, it's just a wild thing. So I won't, I won't say what's causing coronavirus, but let's just say, if coronavirus is running rampant and we had to do mail-in, uh, mail-in USPS mail-in ballots, it's, it's going to be a problem if they can't handle the load. If, if things don't go right, we need them to be operating officially at all times. We're not going to UPS for that. We're not going to FedEx for that. You know, we're going to the U.S. United States Postal Service. We need to know that that's going to be working well. We need to make sure that is an efficiently running machine. And they need to compete and make the money they need to make that run and operate in the, in the black and not in the red. So I don't know what they have to do and who can appoint the people at the top. And everything like that. But that should be a, a, a goal. We have less than 100 days before the election. We need to make sure that is going to work. And I understand they don't want to use, you know, certain people, certain parties don't even want to use the the mail-in banners because they're worried about fraud. But it's going to be a part of it. I mean, it's just, there's no way to, to not be a part of it right now. You know what I'm saying? There's no way for it not to be a part of it. But at the same time, we need to we need to we need to get this place going well because in order for them to compete or to be self a self-sustaining entity, which it should be, because they have the ability. All right, for example, let's look at ticket writing. If you were writing tickets, if somebody does parking, any any local government like you see the parking wars, for, for example, parking wars with Philadelphia, those people pay their own salaries by the tickets they write. Now, every ticket doesn't go through and people fight them in court and all that stuff. But they write enough tickets that pay everybody's salary there. And it probably helps out with other entities in the Philadelphia area. That's how that works. That's kind of how the United States Postal Service should work. Whatever they do by selling stamps, packages, what have you, should make enough money to cover the employees, fund their health care and things of that nature, cover the whole cost of them. But it should run efficiently. If it's not running efficiently like it did in the past, and I believe it's less mail now than in the past. Now, maybe there's more packages, but it got to be less mail. And then maybe it's not even more packages because you have so much more competition that didn't exist many, many years ago. You didn't have you, you know, uh, USPS, UPS uh, back in the day. You didn't have, um, what's the other place? Uh, DHL. You didn't have FedEx. You know, uh, let me see when FedEx started. I just want to know how long has this competition even been, uh, how long has it even been going on? Like, how long have you had this kind of? Uh, let's see, FedEx started. They started in 1971 in Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow. Okay. So you know they've been postal service been around since they was on ponies, man. Since they was riding horses. So you know they had a heck of a a. a, 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 a let me see, UPS, oh, damn. Well, the United States Postal Service actually started in 1907, as, as we know it. No, 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 I'm wrong. The United Postal Service started in 1907, August 28, 1907. So UPS has been around a lot longer than I, I, I had any idea. I never knew that it was around this long. Wow. I don't know if it was how it is now, but it started in Seattle, Washington. In 1907, DHL started in 1969, San Francisco, California. So, 
Wow, okay. That's amazing. Either way, let me let me, let me check the let me see how long the United States Postal Service has been around. Just for just for just just want to know. Well, you yeah, United States Postal Service.com has been around since 1971. I don't know how you had a dot com in 1971, but uh, I'm you learn something new every day. But actually, it started, according to this, it traces its roots all back to, to 1775 during the Second Continental Congress when Benjamin Franklin was appointed the first Postmaster General. Benjamin Franklin was the first Postmaster General. And we're at the point right now where we're losing money with the United States Postal Service. And they're looking for bailouts and help, you know, United States, a USPS bailout. And we're unsure about the mail-in elections. And they're not getting the lion's share of the packages as, as you know, as opposed to US UPS and FedEx and things of that nature. So they got to turn this around. So that's just my thought on it. Now, let me know what you think. If you think that they're, that they're doing the best they can and they need help, but uh, or, or they don't need help. But I would love to know why they have this profit loss problem. Uh, let's see. They announced that this last year, at one point in time, in November of last year, they announced they. They had an annual loss of 8.8 billion in a fiscal for the fiscal year of 2019. How? How was that even possible? And they and they had hold up. This law the largest on record in the 13th consecutive year that the USPS has finished in the red. Come on, man! Like you know, it goes back to 1775, man. Like let me see, let me see, let me see if they got their revenue right here. 71.1 billion. With a net income loss of 8.81 billion, so yeah, it it, it it has to be a better way to manage this. I, I you know maybe maybe you gotta do a T-Mobile did how they got that guy with the long hair. Next thing you know, T-Mobile was profitable and they was buying other locations. They was buying Sprint out all of a sudden. You know, he turned that business around. He made them, you know, a successful business. They need a guy at the top that can make this a, a guy or a woman at the top that can make this place successful, man, because. You have all the resources. You have the history. You were started by Ben Franklin. Why the hell are you losing so? Why are you losing eight point eight, eight point eight one billion dollars? I mean, hey, like I said, this is me on the outside. Full disclosure: I don't have a lot of information. I'm not connecting anyway with this. I just saw the news. Start out talk about talk about it with you guys. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Like I said, once again, this Roscoe squeeze off a show on the go. Sooner or later, we will re- we will reunite and form like Voltron. We will get uh, Rich Blackman and Miss Needy Savage back. It's been a lot going on with the coronavirus and the hot summer and the whole nine yards, but we will reunite reunite soon. So every now I get a chance, I try to pop on here. Uh, I do apologize. Like I said we will get back to very to normal soon, but as you know, the world is not normal right now. Once again, it's your boy Ross. Go squeeze off. This is show on the go. And let me know what you guys think about this United States Postal Service uh, mismanagement or what have you. Uh, let me know what you think. I would love for somebody to chime in. You know, like I said, all our links will be posted. You know, for our show on the go Facebook page, I'll put it up on the page as well in the group. Let me know what you guys think. Once again, Roscoe Squeeze Off, show on the go. Till next time, peace. <laughs>